0: Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the
1: nation's station, Manx Radio.
0: This week on MyTunes, we're going to start with a flourish.
1: Charlie Murray, the nation's station, Manx Radio.
0: No, it didn't say Mark Tiley. It did, in fact, say... Hang on.
1: Charlie, Charlie Murray. Murray. <laughs> yes, is. yes, The station. Next radio.
0: Well, there's a jingle made, so it must be true. Charlie Morrie is coming to Manx Radio.
2: I am. I'm a little professional nowadays, it's don't you know? very exciting.
0: I know. Very, very exciting. Let me explain. Charlie is going to be a new voice on our airwaves soon. We're not going to give too much away but i thought we'd before she does her first show i thought get her in on my tunes and let's see what's going on here with charlie Murray. charlie welcome to Manx radio
2: thank you very much mark thanks and, for having me
0: no oh, it's lovely to have you in the studio born and bred in the isle of man ramsey grammar
2: yes and Andreas primary school never oh. forget that funny
0: enough uh we had Andreas primary school uh, a selection of them in uh visiting the other day and they were such a good bunch
2: a really great rural group of kids. They have their own little greenhouse at Andrew's school. Oh. Little garden. Oh, well, yeah, really, it's very nice. Well,
0: see, I've not been. I need to go. <laughs> I need to go and have a look. Look, before we get stuck into the radio stuff and explain exactly what's going to happen, we need to talk horses, because to say horses have been your life for a long time, well, it's an understatement, isn't it?
2: It is. It's um, literally like my bread and butter. I think it kind of runs through my blood, really. Um, so, yeah, I've ridden horses pretty much from the day I could walk. And my parents were both, well, my mum was quite into horses. My dad was an arable farmer, but the pair of them were dead into bikes. So along with horses, like my brother and I were both brought up on bikes and horses. And I sacked bikes off pretty quickly because my hands used to get tired and I would only have been like six. And I was like, this isn't for me. No, so then I um, chose horses and yeah, ended up taking up pretty much all of my life up to now. Um, Still takes up a lot of my time and a lot of my life. But, um, well
0: yeah because you're also looking after a lot of other people's horses.
2: Yeah, well. so we have a livery yard up Naris called Balakori. We have 26 horses in, so it's enough to do there. yeah fairly busy and we've got yeah it's great from when we bought it in 20 no 2008 we bought Balakori um, and it was just an old farm. It was it was a bit of a mess really. And since then we've put so much yeah work into it time. Um, it looks great now. We've got a really nice outdoor arena. We've made these farms there's a big farm ride on there. And, yeah, it's
0: ace. When you were little and and riding and, and, and decided that the bikes weren't for you but the horses were, did you want think, maybe, I will actually take this riding forward of really, really, and, and, and be, you know, riding all around the world?
2: If, yes, very naively, <laughs> yes. And I think that's kind of everyone's dream, isn't it? When they first get into a sport, you always imagine yourself... Like on an olympic podium and that's where you want to be and it's a really lovely fairy tale land to be in um and you do make a lot of sacrifices even for it just to be a hobby you know and but there comes a point where especially in the world of horses and equestrian it's an awfully money draining sport and unless you're in the right time at the right place you've got to be incredibly fortunate to you know make it really um and also for me, like I actually only really came to terms in like latter years that I really just want it as a hobby. Like I love it, but also the pressures of it. It kind of take it took the fun out of it, really. Um, and I had about seven years of really awful luck. Like from when I was about 17 to probably about last year, um, everything went wrong. Um, horses kept like they were either breaking. I had a few that sadly um, died in accidents and things. And it was just a really tough time. And I think mentally as well the equestrian world will sadly i think with a lot of other sports it's probably the same it drains you and you know you always want to think and you there are there are a lot more nice people out there than there are nasty but sadly i ended up coming into contact with quite a few people that manipulated me and had everything their way and i was a bit of a human bunch bag for a while really horrible time and after that i remember i came home it was 2019 um which was a particularly tough year for me I smashed my wrist, my foot, and um, sort of an accident where I smashed a lot of my face up.
0: That was and, a riding accident. Yeah,
2: yeah, they were all yeah. riding accidents. And I came back in the September. I went away with four horses, and I came back with two. Um, and it was probably the most horrible drive of my life, coming back up in the lorry, knowing like what happened that summer. And I came back, and I was just in a really miserable place. And mum and dad were like, okay, what what do we want to do? How do we want to assess this, really? And, you know, I can't be more thankful to my parents. I think that's the thing as well. Within that sport, you do have to have a really good support system around you. And I can say hand on heart, my parents are behind me 110% of the way. No matter what my choices or my decisions, they're like, it's your life. You do whatever you want to do and we'll be here to support you, really, and help wherever they can. And, you know, they've gone above and beyond what I could ever have expected them to do. Um, so when I came home, I'd worked in America the summer previously and I was kind of like, I just need to get away. Like, I really need some headspace. And that's fine. Go to America. So I went away for three weeks and I kind of came back in a totally different headspace. And it's such a small amount of time, but I just needed that time away from everything and everyone. And I really kind of reassessed and I was super lucky. I was working for an amazing couple down in Devon, Parag McCarthy and Lucy Vigasmar. And it's funny, Lucy was my childhood hero from when I was like four. She was at the top of the sports and I ended up getting a job working for her. And I can now happily say she's one of my really close friends um, and I absolutely adore her. And it's funny because, you know, when you're a kid, people always say, you don't want to meet your heroes. And she just excelled every expectation I could have ever dreamed of. And I ended up going down to Geneva um, for a trip with Porig, her husband, to a World Cup with one of my really good friends, Julie. And... I came back from that as well. So that was after America, the second time I went out there. And I kind of just had a really clear perspective of what you needed to do to be at the top of the sport, how you had to get there. And for me at that point, I was like, that's great. But I also don't want to miss out on the rest of life. Like I love horses and I love everything to do with them. But I want to have more of a life than just horses.
0: Well I can tell you the health and safety manual for Manx Radio is not quite as dangerous as what you've described so far. We'll talk a lot more about horses and we're going to talk a lot more about radio uh, later in the week but let's have your first musical choice.
2: My first musical choice is Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. Why? Why? It's um, actually to do with where I worked in Devon with Porrig and Lucy and whilst we were there I made some of the most amazing friends. Um, I worked there on and off for three years. And Julie, who I spoke about before, um, my really good friend, Freya Cullen, who actually is from over here. We both ended up down there at the same time. Sophie Rainbow, who is now getting married next year, now bridesmaid at her wedding. And that song, like every house party we had, it always made an appearance, or after a really long drive back from an event, because in Devon, you're literally like five hours from everywhere, so it's a big trek. Um, That song would always come on, and it was just one that just made us all feel very happy. Thank you.
3: Okay.
0: Tunes this week, we have got somebody who you're going to get to know very well, because she will be joining us on the airwaves of Manx Radio on a regular basis soon. Her name is Charlie Morrie and she's with me. All week. Charlie, thanks for doing my tunes. No,
2: thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's a bit of a pleasure, isn't it?
0: Well, I hope it is. It, <laughs> was, it was quite a, an adventure yesterday. We, we really covered a lot of ground about you and horses and some pretty horrible accidents, actually. And and a move away from thinking, I will do this for the rest of my life. So the question today is, what on earth pointed you towards
2: radio? I think my ability to not shut up (laughs) probably helped. (laughs) Um, So COVID hit. I think everyone was in a similar position wondering what on earth are they doing with their lives? And it was kind of, in some ways, I want to look on the positive side of COVID. It was a time where you could literally press pause on your life and really look at everything very clearly and decide what you're doing. And I had consciously made the decision that, I wanted to like still have the equine business but I didn't want to put my body through it all so then I was a bit like well what am I going to do now what's next for me I'm good at talking uh won quite a lot of public speaking through the pastor when I was in year six I won the Andrea School public speaking I brought my Manx cat Manxie in and gave him a cheese string and that seemed to win everyone over and actually if I remember correctly I think Alex Brindley was judging I do remember him judging the public speaking at Andrea school.
0: How funny is I that? I
2: know. Now Full he has to put up with me here. <laughs>
0: Full circle. Now he's the boss. There you go.
2: So, yeah, speaking was fairly easy. Um, I've always really enjo- enjoyed writing. So I, I write quite a bit anyway at home, just for like myself. Um, and then I was very lucky in the fact that I approached the newspaper and had a word in them and they were great and said, Yep. Yeah, come on we'll do some sports together and they've been a yeah an amazing stepping stone for me so helpful and so supportive and I've now been writing for them nearly a year and then I thought well sports I'm into I'm good at that so I got in touch with Rian oh did I get in touch with Alex I might have actually got in touch with Alex first and he put me in the lovely Rian's direction and I came on with her and did a few sports classifieds and covered the equine scene which is quite funny because I suppose no one really does that on radio they don't really talk about horses and I kind of found it quite fun to do, and it's it's an interesting sport, and there's so many aspects to it that you don't just have to be like a really horsey person.
0: And it's very big on here on the massive, Al-Man. massive, massive yeah. on the
2: Man, You know, mm-hmm. we have Yaz who's out there flying the flag. Like, I don't doubt she'll be at the Olympics in the next probably eight years, if not the next one. And yeah, we have people that go to World Championships, European Championships. You have Libby Priest who has gone to World Championships for carriage driving. We have a lot of talent over here, and I think you do in every sport. But yeah, the equestrians seem to thrive. So. From there, I then was a bit like, right, okay, I've done that, done that, done that. And it was Christmas time and I was yabbering to my dad about something and he went, oh, did you hear that Manx Radio are advertising? And I was like, no, I've not heard it. So I was like, all oh, right, okay. So then I got in touch with Rhiannon and was like, what do I do about this? Because I couldn't find anywhere on the website or anything what to do and she sent me in the right direction. So I made a little voice demo on my phone, played some Sam Fender, made some jokes about him being my future husband and here we are.
0: And now you're married to Sam Fender. i love to. Well,
2: Sam Fender's my second choice husband. Second choice, okay. Yeah, I've got Daniel Ricciardo first. So okay. you know, I <laughs> just need to get my F one journalism career sorted, and then
0: then yeah, it's all good. The then it then it's all good. Musically, we went to the wonderful Talking Heads yesterday, "Psycho Killer," but this next one, you almost said, oh, "I don't know, should I, shouldn't I?" You were agonising over the choice of this second tune.
2: I, I did because my school friends. Bethan Wormsley, Brescia Moffat, Lindsay Allen and Chloe Colquitt would murder me if I didn't choose Taylor Swift every single party we have or every time we're near karaoke machine I will control it and make sure Taylor is played at least 20 times so I had to choose Taylor even though I was like there's love of the songs I really love but Taylor Swift our song has a very big place in my heart
4: shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car he's got a one hand feel on the steering wheel the other on my heart I look around had gone all wrong had been trampled on and lost and thrown away got to the hallway well on my way to my loving bed I almost didn't It's late. And-
0: this week my guest on my tunes is charlie murray who looks after a lot of horses and is also going to be a new regular voice on manx radio airwaves we are delighted welcome to my tunes again charlie thank you for coming on board to little old manx radio
2: no thank you very much for having
0: me it's now, a we, treat. We, well it's good to have you here I want to talk a bit about looking after other people's horses because I know you've got a lot of horses on your yard and a lot of them belong to other people. It's a heck of a responsibility because it's they're complicated beasts and they can get ill and, and you've got to know what you're doing. Does it ever worry you?
2: There have been plenty of sleepless nights throughout my horse life, many. And I think the best bit of advice I ever got given by Porig, a um, man I worked for in Devon, he said if you want to nine till five, go work in Tesco. He said, don't go work in horses because it is a lifestyle, it's a way of life. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I know some of my close friends that you know have known me for an awfully long time, still sort of struggle to accept that. You know, If they're gonna go out and do something like say, an afternoon tea, I'm like, well, I've got the horses to do. I've got that, I've got to be back at that time. Or after a big night out, they always laugh because they'll stay in like bed until like 11 o'clock in the morning, midday. And I'll still be up at six, I'll still be on that yard regardless of the state i might be in i will be there and i will be mucking out horses and making sure everything's okay
0: and of course they need a lot of exercise don't they love exercise yeah
2: yeah yeah i know some days i'm like can we just take a day off guys <laughs> Like it's blown a hooli let's calm down and no they still need riding like my own horses are in work six seven days a week they might have a day off like on day 14 but no every day they're out like this morning i've ridden my two one of them divine who it's a funny story to how I bought her, but she, yeah, I took her out this morning and she was fresh as anything. I was hanging on for dear life. I was thinking, to can we calm down? I don't need any more broken limbs right uh, now. I'm trying to be a retired old woman. <laughs> Get it together.
0: <laughs> when we first met and we were talking about what you've been doing and everything, you were telling me that you not only learned to drive very quickly, learned to drive big vehicles and got an HGV... Uh, You know, things happen fast for a young girl working in this world. She's a modern
2: woman, baby. What can I say? Well, I know.
0: But it it is. It is a remarkable sort of accelerated process that you go through.
2: I don't like doing any. I don't like doing a half job. My brother and I, Samuel, we're very competitive. And he and my dad, actually. We always kind of want to outdo dad a little bit. I think that's probably the truth of it. Whatever dad does, we're like, we can do it better. So dad had always had. yeah, He's had his class one for years. And Sam and I, as kids, always went in the wagon with him up to Laxey Glen Mills. And then when Sam was 21, he took his HGV and he passed it three days after his 21st birthday. And then he took a bit longer to pass his Arctic, I think. He passed it first time. Or did he? I can't remember. But he passed his Arctic, but he didn't pass it, I don't think, that year. And then I took my HGV when I was 21 and passed it. And then I dilly-dallied a bit about doing my Arctic. I think it must have been during, like, COVID or something like that. Or I got put off it because i was a bit rubbish at reversing for a while and i hate being bad at anything like oh god my first driving test i was so bad i'm not a bad driver but parking gives me severe anxiety <laughs> and i failed my first driving test on my parallel park and i the rest of the test had gone really well i was like i've nailed it and then it came to the parallel park and ptsd just took over i was like oh, i can't do it i can't do it and then i tried to put it in i hit the curb <laughs> And I just sat there crying. And I think Andrew Holmes was the examiner. And he looked at me, he was like, it's fine. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then my first Arctic test, I failed that first time, which was um, awfully depressing. And it, I failed at the similar time that Olivia Rodrigo, driving li- driver's license came out. Oh, so yeah. my friends wouldn't stop playing it. They were like, unlike Olivia, you didn't get your driver's license. And I was but
0: you were still pretty young when you got your HGV class one.
2: Class two, I was 21. Class two, 21. Class one, I was 23. Yeah. yeah. But so it's
0: cool. still, it's a heck of an achievement. And you've driven all over Europe. And, yeah. Oh, we heard a lot of those things going on on first day. Now then, interesting third choice of tune. We've come a long way from Taylor Swift again.
2: <laughs> we've gone back in a time warp. Yeah. is what we've done to Bruce Springsteen. I adore Bruce with every bone in my body. My little dog, he's not little, he's a little Labrador, but he's called Bruce, named after Bruce Springsteen. And actually only recently I found out that my mum was also a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. And when she lived in London, she went and watched him a few times. I was like, ah, look at that. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So (laughs) I've picked, I'm on fire.
0: All this week on my tunes, I've been chatting with Charlie Morry, who looks after a lot of horses, has driven all over Europe with horses quite often, and is going to be a new presenter on Manx Radio quite soon. We're not going to say when yet when. No, we, no, we want
2: to we'll tease them a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah, tease them. What have you got for us there? What? 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 Now you've got the job. You're going to be on. Uh, what? What? What are, you, what are you going to be doing?
2: Talking about my brother.
0: now i know this is like a running theme because you're you're on a mission to find him a wife
2: i am i really am so my brother as much as i would love to murder him most of the time he's my built in best friend i absolutely adore him and we get on like a house on fire apart from when we want to severely like kill each other which is quite often but it's siblings here we are but yes i would really like to find my brother a wife i don't know really how to sell him he's not everyone's cup of tea but he must be someone's. People like lots of different cups of tea. Yes. So how
0: old is he? We guess let's, let's get some basics.
2: I feel like we should have some background music for this, you know. Oh,
0: do you want background music? I do.
2: I think we should have background oh, music. Okay, hang on a second. We'll, we'll, we'll for put him. some
0: background I'll tell you what we'll do. Keep going. Will you tell me how old he is to start with?
2: He's 27, He's 28. 27. He's on 28. the 12th of oh, May.
0: Okay. Okay, I've got some background music going. That's nice, yeah. So, uh, and what sort how tall? Five
2: foot eight.
0: Okay, so so he's not he's not that tall. No, no height's is not this on his a problem? side.
2: Well I think it could be. But maybe he might kill me for saying he's five foot eight. Maybe he's taller, but I don't think he is. Right. He might be five foot nine at a push. Okay,
0: so what are his really, really big selling points?
2: He can make money fast.
0: Everyone loves that.
2: Everyone loves that. Big wallet.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh well they he makes money fast.
2: He can make money. I've never met anyone that he is incredible at making money.
0: Other good points?
2: It's quite funny actually. He can be quite funny. Sense
0: of humor. So we got sense oh, of humor. Ah, he's hum- a
2: good laugh. He is a good laugh.
0: So he's sense of humor and can make lots of money. Yeah. Uh is he strong? He yeah, must he's be, qu- works with horses. He's well,
2: he, he works, I think he's allergic to manual labor. But no, he is quite strong, I suppose. Um yeah, he's not too no, he's not weak, certainly no. he isn't weak.
0: Okay. He could probably
2: do with uh, doing a bit more cardio, but here we are. He can drive vehicles very well.
0: Oh, he's a good driver. Good he's safe a, driver. Ve- uh,
2: Actually, a, I a, he I threw the word
0: it, safe in there and it threw you, didn't
2: it? Well, he is very safe in the fact that he can handle a car very well. My um, grandfather was an incredibly good driver back in his day, being asked to test cars for Aston Martin F1 team. And that, Whoa. yeah, very cool. That gene definitely passed down to Sam. He's a very good driver, but he's also very good in wagons, which really angers me because I want to be... I want to be better than him and there are times i have to accept i mean i could definitely do what he does but he's more confident about it where i'd be a bit like "Hmm."
0: i'm going to stop you because you know i'm feeling the competition there's I... a lot of competition that are, you, is it just two of you
2: yeah ah, yeah just two of see, us that's it and we can actually trick a lot of people into thinking we're twins because we are so similar in right. certain ways we have our own little yeah. language and our own little jokes
0: then the theme music rises You'll hear more about the brother in the weeks to come. No doubt about it. So, you tell a great story. And I think it goes back to when Alex Brinley was judging you and your cat and that bit of cheese string back in Andrew's school all those years ago.
2: I think it does. Exactly. It must do. It's the only explanation.
0: Well, look, we can't wait to have you on board, Manx Radio. Thank you. It's going to be... Um, we'll, we'll let everyone will know, obviously, very, very soon uh, when it's happening. What is the final piece of music?
2: This song is one of my all-time favourite songs and I would guess probably anyone similar age to me would definitely know this song and will love it. And if not, I think reassess every life choice you've ever made up to this point. Uh, It's Jamie T, Sticks and Stones, which is a song me and my friend Hebe will listen to constantly and scream at each other in the car. And it brings me back to being like 16, 17, those festival summers. And just, yeah, great time. A worry-free life, life before COVID and World War 3. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Charlie, thank you for doing my tunes with me. No, thank you for having me, Mark. And I think to introduce the song, we'll play this.
1: Charlie Murray The nation's station Makes radio
5: When there's no one left to fight Like him don't shine so bright Soon as I see the dust settle He's out on the town trying to find trouble When there's no one left to fight Boys like him don't shine so bright as Soon as I see the dust settle He's out on the town trying to find trouble I took a train again, away from shame and blame A city pain to see a friend I hadn't seen Since I was drinking underage I was a 10 a day, how'd you say? Little shit, white lightning, hiding all my courage, quick whip, we were Ticker season, wallabies, button shots and whiskey Martin just as Lamb my final bands like a jam, 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 jam Miss a last and got me stuck in Hampton Wick. With a voice across the platform, shouting lightweight. I'm a featherweight champion, cheap to get pissed. Which candy worry with a bitch? She'd deal with it. Tell them all to shut their mouths and go suck their mama's dicks. But seeing as she ain't on them, three fingers down, all the other two up, and I'll sing this proud.
1: Running with believers, no time for me.
5: After crap I know it sounds crude But there's something in that How's daddy doing? Here he's half flying And I Stop in the city With a lady and a baby And feet Is she free from the demons she has? ones have to leave right when you take the lead They stab you in the back so you can't breathe When you're bleeding on the floor, no one needs your call cool at all She screamed out to the party, you sheep and cattle I was hanging out with Louis in the shooting gallery When the news got through to me about you and Jeremy Pat on my back and a swig of my brew You're still my friend, it's impossible to hate you Cradle to the grave, I oh, know we always misbehave People lash down and in the rain on a parade Girls we love, leave when we want them to stay Like today, remember what show? We Was
1: da scheint zu bleiben Sünde, sagst das Let's go out and find some trouble
0: To Charlie Mori for a great week on my tunes and here's to hearing her in her own right on Manx Radio before too long. I'm Mark Tiley. Be sure to join me for the morning show, the Shaw Morning Show, Monday to Friday, 9.30 to 12, as often as you can. Why? Because it's good for you. See you soon.